Trump and the hostile media. Mr. Reagan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of other conservative YouTubers out there. Uh, There are some who are considerably more successful than I am. I hate them all because I am petty and silly and weird. But there is one gentleman that I do watch because he is so dang good. His name is Brooks Heatherly, and he has a show called No Bull. And he's on the show with me here today. Hello, Brooks. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Real excited to be here. Um, I heard you say you hated me for being big. Here's the problem. I don't know who you are, so I can't even tell you if I like you or I don't like you. I don't. I just ended up here. My agent gave me this, gift, and I'm here. So I heard this was going to be good press for me. Um, That's no, right. Yeah. No kidding, of yeah. course. I love Mr. Reagan, longtime watcher of the show. Thanks for having me on. We'll get to that in one moment. First, I have to sell you something. So the preppers are all out there saying, we told you so. And the financial advisors are all scrambling to justify their advice on your retirement funds. But it all means diddly squat, really, doesn't it? Because this is not time for the blame game. This is time to help each other out. Before the crisis happened, Noble Gold had been helping investors to educate themselves and discover new ways of avoiding financial disaster. That's still the case. And they're still offering right now to talk to you for free about what choices might still be on the table to rescue your retirement plans. They've helped hundreds of people secure their stock-backed IRAs with gold and silver to stop them falling so hard. It's time you get into the world of physical precious metals before it's too late. Have a chat with the team at Noble Gold. Call 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347, or you can hit the link below in the description and get the free investor's guide. So, okay, so now we've established we hate each other. (laughs) Yeah, no, we've been pretty good friends for a while now. Uh, I think uh, I reached out to you or you reached out to me, maybe... Yeah, know, no, we we had a few talks and we did that stream uh, last year, later last year. Good, good mm-hmm. stuff. Fighting the good fight, keeping those videos right. coming out. That's right. That's right. As much as I hate everybody who's more successful than me, I, I mean, <laughs> I do really think that we need to, you know, push the culture as much as we can, and so we need to uh, promote each other and and show a little bit of respect to everybody. Uh, occasionally, I'll put a video out, and somebody will write in my comments, "Dude, Stephen Crowder already did this." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear that all the time. I'm always called late. They're like, dude, this story is like three or four days late. And I'm like, can you not guys not wait a few days? Like, I'm trying to put together some quality content for you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we're not the news. Exactly. We're a political analysis. So we go in and we analyze what other people have been saying. It takes time to commentate, to write a few things down, put the clips together. You know, we like to polish this thing up for everybody. So what happened? So why did you choose the name No Bullshit? Because that's a little bit of a provocative title, but it kind of suggests that you are fed up in a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's part of it. I picked the name. uh, You know, I started the channel back in 2016. It's actually been about four years since my first video. And yeah, I just wanted to stop this BS that's in the news right now that's out in the world today. Um, I also have some focus on uh, YouTubers and YouTube videos. I was a basically been reacting to them for a long time and i also comment on articles and other stuff now too but yeah it was basically no bs i want to stop the bs one video at a time that's awesome that's such a good idea for those of you who don't know who no bullshit is here are a few clips today more than ever society and media appreciate hot men 
like us, for instance. And we wondered if that sexiness could be boiled down to a science. We got a show about testing which of these four straight guys is the most attractive, but it's hosted by the gayest, most flaming man I've seen since Cam from Modern Family. Couple that with the fact that the four try guys here look rather gay. There's not one regular guy at all here. Where's the good old country boy who goes skeet shooting every weekend? I bet not one of these try guys could catch a football, even if it was gently thrown at them. More like raised without rational parents. There, I fixed that for you. Sweden is the most forward-thinking country in the world. Sweden, where everyone is trans, non-gender binary whack jobs, who are also slowly letting Muslims take over. If Sweden is the future of society, then I don't want to progress. I'd rather go back in time, in fact. Remember the 80s, guys? Remember Reagan? All right, so one thing I wanted to talk about is that you are obviously a um, not a real conservative, because you are in a mixed race relationship and everybody knows we're all racist. You caught me, man. You caught me. I guess I'm going to have to go get burned at the stake. That's right. Your Uh, wife is Asian. Yeah. My wife is from Thailand. Uh, She's perfect. And if you say another word about her, I'm going to come find you. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, one thing that I've, you know, by the way, I found out that Valeria, we did some ancestry.com 0.3% Jewish. So, Mm. We're going to have to break up, clearly. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's <laughs> tough. Well, you know, what's, what's what, one thing that the reason I bring this stuff up is because, um, you know, for a long time, obviously, the the line from the Democrats was that Republicans are racist. Republicans are racist. Republicans are racist. And they still try to mm-hmm, promote this mm-hmm. ridiculous idea. But you don't hear it quite as much, I think. And I think uh, it might be something like Candace Owens. I think they're, it's not as easy for Democrats to say this. Yeah, the term's dying down. It's losing its meaning. It's been overused. I think that's why a lot of people uh, have moved on to the N-word, what I call the N-word. It's not the original N-word. We're talking about 1940s Germans. And, (laughs) you know, that's the new term. That's the new go-to. But, no, I don't know. Um, I think you might just be lucky, too, because I still get called racist, like, every day on Twitter. So I'm kind of glad (laughs) you brought up the issue and the – the whole wife thing. I've tried to do things like that. Like I've yeah. said, it's things like, oh, I have an Asian wife. I, I lived in L.A. for 10 <laughs> years. You know, I've worked with all these Jewish people. My yeah. college roommate for four years was Jewish. I know like all these other people. I've dated every single, you know, whichever. I'm no, yeah. I have no qualms with any races. But for some reason, uh, because I made a joke about the wrong ethnicity three years ago, <laughs> I'm a racist for life. Right. You know, it's funny that there's these little ideas like um, just because you have a black friend, that doesn't mean you're not racist. Yeah. And I always think like, well, kind of it does. <laughs> they told me that yesterday. I swear I was on a stream uh, yesterday uh-huh. and someone said that exactly to me because I said right. some of the things I just went over. I was like, oh, yeah, I've had this roommate. I've had this wife. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a black friend. That means I'm innocent. It's just like, no, like you just said, like if you have a black friend. And you're still a racist. I mean, you're definitely not that bad of a racist. You're a terrible racist. You're like the worst racist ever. Yeah. I actually take that further because a lot of times when it comes after me, it's like there's they, they'll make these assumptions or implications like, oh, you don't claim to be racist. You haven't said anything overtly racist, but we think you're a secret racist. Uh, yeah, that's I'm just like, thing. Yeah. well, OK, I'm a secret racist. But I mean, that's kind of like the least 
if like the worst racist ever. I mean, they're like the least right. person that you need to be worried about is like a secret yeah. one who never says it or mentions it. And publicly. also, it's not something you can defend against. How can you defend against that? Yeah. How can you're you a secret racist? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's it. That's your whole defense. Well, I actually well, did come up with a new defense, though. I'm glad you brought that up because oh, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really Give tough, it to though. But I've dealt with so many people. Believe me, dude, you don't want your channel to get bigger. Um, you're you're going to get crazy <laughs> people coming after you all the time. But anyway, my new defense is, like, if they say you're a secret racist, well, I got to tell them, well, I also secretly disavowed my racism two years ago so i mean you didn't hear about that because it was a secret but i had this whole intervention with my family it was a big <laughs> secret right. yeah, yeah, yeah so i'm not a racist yeah. i secretly apologized yeah <laughs> well I, that's very interesting your perspective because it i just haven't heard the left talk about the so-called racism on the right quite as much lately and like i said you know candace owens um david harris jr there's a lot of mm-hmm. conservative black people now um, coming out that make it a lot more difficult for the left to say this. But obviously, there are a lot of race baiting leftists out there still because you're experiencing this. Yeah, and personally. we're talking about Internet, too. I mean, I think the, the people figures you're talking about are more high profile in the actual news. Yeah, the media TV right. shows. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. going to not you're not going to see it as much, even though. For sure, you could still go to like CNN and they'll they'll call someone racist, uh, probably each day. MSNBC, whichever. I'm sure they have their implications, but yeah, I could see where where you say. I think it's dying down, but it's just it's not like we're off the hook. It's just you know I think they're using different labels. Maybe it's I think it's been really concentrated with Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying conservatives generally are racist, they're really concentrating it at Trump, which is still stupid. Uh, let's see. Uh, dog whistles. I've, I haven't heard this one in a while either, but you remember for a long time, there was this idea that, uh, you know, maybe conservatives, maybe Donald Trump um, isn't overtly racist, but like you're saying, you know, maybe we're secretly racist mm-hmm. and we are expressing this racism through dog whistles. Yeah, well, that's the that's exactly part of the whole secret racist thing. I mean, a dog whistle is just kind of them saying you you mean something different than what your words mean. You know, it's like there's a secret meaning below your words. So when they say someone dog whistles, they're kind of calling that person a secret racist. And I don't think they ever say that. Like, I kind of say that because I think it sounds silly, but them calling Trump and others racist is silly. So secret racist, it's like a secret <laughs> Santa. It's like a secret <laughs> Santa. It's just not as fun. <laughs> okay, so um, you're obviously a secret racist. So why don't you explain to us some of the dog whistles that you use on your show? Well, whenever I say America, that means I hate <laughs> I hate Martians. So oh, whenever, really? Okay, interesting. Every time yeah, I yeah, say yeah. I love America, it really means yeah. I hate Martians. And then yeah, that, when we see when we say illegal aliens, we're literally talking about actual outer yeah, space aliens. Yeah, it's a, it's a wordplay. You know, I have a lot of secret <laughs> meanings. You got to keep up. You got to go check out my my Facebook page if you want to get all this inside information. <laughs> That's right. Go down and scroll it's, through. You'll find. It. Yeah, it's like cryptography or something. Like you're trying to put this stuff together, like like Indiana Jones, like coming up with clues, like finding yeah. the ark or something. You know, Decipher That's you, the mystery, guys. Yeah, there's a mystery. I got a lot of he- hidden meetings. 
But that's, well, that's funny. <laughs> you know what's funny about that too? Uh, let me say, yeah. like, the other yeah. thing was uh, I thought of was just whenever they call you a secret racist or Trump or whoever, it's funny because it kind of implies like you're smarter than they would give you credit for. It's <laughs> true. Because they're like, oh, I mean, how smart is Trump? Like, you know, I mean, he's got to be smart if you could be the secret undercover thing. But then at the same time, <laughs> they call us dumb and like say we're so low IQ. Like, that's their go to insult. It's like, which one is it? It doesn't make any sense. Their whole worldview makes no sense. Yeah. I always tell people there's two conservative platforms, right? There's the real conservative platform, which I believe and you believe. Mm-hmm. And then there is the conservative platform that the leftist has invented that they pretend that we believe, right? Yeah. So if you only watch MSNBC or CNN, you'd think, oh my gosh, Republicans are terrible. They have all these horrible ideas you know it's what we would call the straw man right for sure yeah for sure it's like they don't they can't represent what you say honestly and that otherwise if they did they wouldn't be able to they try to just like exaggerate and beat it down and i think that leads uh i don't know if we're going to talk about this later but that leads to a lot of this press conference confusion and stuff too because they do that to trump all the time like he says Mm -hmm. one thing and they just give it like the worst characterization ever (laughs) and you're just like no like you went too far here you know you're you just just use the words he said like that's, right. that's right. what I have to tell people too. Like I think I find this drama is similar to Trump a lot of times. Like it's just leftists either on Twitter. That's where I see a lot of them. I probably should just be on Twitter less. It's a total time sink anyway. But yeah, Twitter <laughs> press conferences. That's their that's their gambit. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Um, well, so yeah, well, I was gonna say about dog whistles. It's a tricky thing to defend against mm-hmm. because. A lot of times they'll say, well, you use dog whistles. And I honestly don't even know what the dog whistles that we are supposed to be using are. So like how, I mean, I don't even know what these these are. So how do I defend against something I'm not even aware of? Like, you know, even even in theory, even in theory. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even heard of this whole concept and the dog whistle and where that all goes if it wasn't being accused of me. And then I yeah. have to go look it into it and be like, what, what are you talking about? Like I said this, they're like, oh, if you say these three words in the same sentence, well, that's the same way that uh, Adolf Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf. And then now yeah. you hate Jews <laughs> and you're a secret racist. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, Democrats. <laughs> Get it? Because that's supposed to be some kind of white supremacy thing. Right. Anyway, that's, that's, a, that's like dog whistle kind of thing right there where they have that secret meaning and the thing about that now now that we say it more it's like when they say dog whistle they act like we're coming up with the secret meaning to what we said but it's them putting the secret meaning underneath it to make us out to be something else (laughs) yeah and honestly and this is really weird one thing that i figured out is that and i tweeted this once a while back which was uh if you want to know what crimes the democrats are committing just pay attention to what they're accusing conservatives of. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know a dog whistle was even a thing until we were accused of it or Trump was accused of it uh, mm-hmm. specifically. And so I realized after that, okay, there are some Democrats who do that. Sure. Sure. Right. And, and, and there are some Democrats who will, who have very specific messages and they say little sly little things 
that they think conservatives won't understand, but Democrats will. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Nancy Pelosi does this sometimes. But it's something that we didn't even really know existed until they outed themselves by accusing us. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think the- they a lot of times they think we're doing the bad things that they're doing. Which yeah, is exactly. No, no, true. I can see where you're going with that. I, can, yeah. I was totally with you because I was like thinking that too. I've seen this before. Democrats always project. They always mm-hmm. project yeah. what they're doing or thinking onto people because basically, I mean, not to generalize too hard, but projecting yeah. is just something someone that's not too smart does. Because because they have it in their head. They're like, oh, I did something bad. Like I lied about this or I implied this person was racist and I shouldn't have. And they think it in their heads. They got that in their heads. And then they're, they're looking around and they're like, whoa, that person's doing it, too. That person's doing it, too. And they're just kind of like paranoid, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I met Carl uh, Benjamin, uh, Sargon of Akkad, you know, Sargon. Sure. So I met Sargon of Akkad and we were talking about how people think that we are supported by some kind of like billionaire con- conservative somewhere mm. or some news organization that has set this all up for us. And we're like hired actors expressing I some wish. kind of an idea. I that wish. Some, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'd probably have a nicer studio. I mean, I love it here. I lo- like, I lo- like your, your shot looks great, but it's like, you think we would be filming on like webcams in our homes if we were like, yeah, this is my officer. apartment. And that's the, that's the point. I, we're just, we just start laughing. Right. Because we're, we're just a couple of guys in our bedrooms with a camera and a microphone yeah. expressing a, ideas that we have a about the world dudes with uh, foreign wives with expensive tastes. <laughs> and we just got, we got to work. We got to grind. <laughs> my cat is obscenely expensive oh yeah because i'm allergic to cats okay so i had if i wanted a cat i had to get a bangle which was like what am i even doing you're like the tiger king over there la's tiger I, king. <laughs> that's right la tiger king yeah the parallels are endless um okay so let's talk about what we came here to talk about sure the hostile press corps now, it seems to me like this has been something that's existed since the very beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but it really came to a head with Jim Acosta. I think Jim Acosta yeah. really blew things up even bigger than they were. So people were a bit hostile with Trump. But once the Jim Acosta stuff happened, it seems like now everybody wants to compete to be the biggest troll in the press corps yeah yeah that's that's a way, good way to put it for sure because I, I mean i never heard of him before the trump administration but yeah it was like the <laughs> first year or two he came in up as this like big trolly like very rude like he was the first one to get these kinds of clips and then <laughs> now we're like four years in and this happens like every week with all kinds of reporters yeah i call them professional trolls Mm-hmm. They're not really journalists anymore. You know, journalistic integrity is out the window. Yeah. Um, I have queued up a couple of clips for you to watch. Let's okay, cool. Do. What do you say the Americans were scared, though? I guess nearly 200 dead, 14,000 who are sick, millions, as you witnessed, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. The American people are looking for answers, and they're looking for hope. And you're doing sensationalism, and uh, the same with NBC and Comcast. I don't call it, I don't call it Comcast, I call it Comcast. Let me just ask for whom you work. Let me just say something. 
That's really bad reporting. And you ought to get back to reporting instead of sensationalism. Let's see if it works. It might and it might not. I happen to feel good about it, but who knows? I've been right a lot. Listen up. Wait, wait, wait. Quiet, quiet, quiet. (laughs) There's been a report out that 48 uh, uh, bomb threats have been made against Jewish centers all across the country in the last couple of weeks. There are people who are committing anti-Semitic acts or threatening to... You see, he said he was going to ask a very simple, easy question. And it's not. It's not. Not a, not a simple question. Not a fair question. Okay, sit down. I, I understand the rest of your question. So here's the story, folks. Uh, number one, I am the least anti-Semitic person that you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> number two, racism. The least racist person. In fact, we did very well relative to other people running as a Republican. Quiet, quiet, quiet. See, he lied about he was going to get up and ask a very straight, simple question. So, you know, it's welcome to the world of the media. How much longer should we stay here, folks? Wait, let's see. Who's I want to find a friendly reporter. Okay, so the big question that I have to ask you is why do you think that Donald Trump is so good at controlling this hostile media? Great question. I think he has a lot of experience, first of all. This isn't his first rodeo. Uh, He's danced with the press for years before he was even a candidate. He was always this high-profile celebrity slash entrepreneur. He had a lot of businesses. He was a figure in New York, you know, before we were born. You know, Mm -hmm. he's, like, been around. And I think that experience, and then also he's got the demeanor for it he's got a good voice he speaks his mind you know he stands his ground and he knows how to kind of work the room and handle people and you know demand respect i mean not like he's demanding it outright he's commanding it he's he's Mm -hmm. kind of drawing it in it just reminds me he he sounds like a teacher in there like he like when he did that quiet quiet like he (laughs) just he has that presidential quality too you know like a leader he's just a natural leader yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obviously a little bit bombastic, I mean, compared to other presidents. Um, but perhaps he needs to be because the press is so hostile toward him. I actually think a lot of it comes from old age. Like, have you ever met an 80-year-old who isn't super confident? Yeah, I know. You could go to, you could even just go past 70 for that. I know a lot of uh, grandparents and, you know, whichever, anyone's Trump's age, you have that much experience, especially when you have that much success. I mean, so people try to question and uh, challenge Trump in his career, but, he, you know, he's accomplished many things in his life. Like, he's done a lot of things, not trying to kiss up to him too much, but this is where the confidence comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you make such a good point about how he's had to deal with the press his whole life, uh, but also pretty ruthless other businessmen, you know, and, uh, and politicians. So he's been dealing with p- uh, people who I think the average American would be a bit scared of. You know, yeah, people- and I think that goes back to the now that you say it like he's a New Yorker. He's like a classic uh-huh. New Yorker who's got that kind of like no nonsense you know they they live in this big city their whole lives they're used to internationals they travel the world sometimes too right yeah there's a sort of great confluence of experience and natural characteristics that have i guess made trump sort of the perfect person to take on the media in this way and i think it's a good thing because you know i think a less confident 
conservative president would sort of just be would would, would be less well armed to deal with these guys. Oh, for sure. And I mean, think about the other leaders on the other side too. Like we've got uh, Biden running now. Obama was a previous president. And they would never be able to handle this kind of hostile press. No. I mean, they're just not built for it. They're totally different people. And they they did well with their personalities and they handled their situation. But it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, Obama was, you know, his ass was kissed for four years, eight years straight. It it works for them because they're not dealing with a hostile press. They're dealing with a press that loves them. Totally different. Yeah, it's like a Mm -hmm. totally different movie or situation. Do you remember when Trump said that basically like the FBI was spying on him? Yeah. And the media was like, ha, 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 Trump thinks the FBI is spying on him. What an idiot. Ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out to be true. <laughs> the new guy uh, tweeted accusation. This is one of my favorite things. Yeah. That Obama's FBI spied on his campaign with an embedded informant and says if it's true, it's bigger than Watergate. It's a lie upon a lie upon a lie. That's why you can't follow it. President Trump has a new favorite word, and every time he uses it, he is lying. And that is the word spy. His baseless claims of spies. This is the president of the United States telling people don't believe what this federal government is doing. And that has very, very dangerous consequences. The notion that somehow the FBI implanted, planted uh, someone inside the campaign to spy on the campaign is just not true. There's absolutely no evidence there was a spy. He wants you to believe that his campaign was spied on. And it's one of the worst things that we've ever seen from government. I totally, yeah, I totally remember that coming out. But I don't remember anyone in the media like correcting or apologizing or admitting Trump was right. That's a shocking huh not a chance yeah and then recently he said he was talking about how you can have these um disinfectants right uv light Mm. that disinfects uh the human body potentially from this virus and they all laughed at him for that (laughs) uv light only works on you know like metal surfaces it's not it's not for the human body that'll kill you you know and then it turns out, actually, there is some something being developed to do this. And mm-hmm. he's obviously been briefed. Yeah, I mean, he knows. Donald Trump it, just making stuff up. Yeah. And like I like I'm glad he brought up that specific one because I had heard some new things. I made a video on the disinfectant gate thing when it came mm-hmm. out a few days ago. But yeah, it was like it's so funny to me because. First of all, the media's reaction, it was like this coordinated, like, oh, everyone said that was just the worst idea ever. And I'm like, is it that bad, though? I mean, I get that you guys are freaked out, like you're pretending Trump's told people to drink bleach. But it's like, no, like he's talking about a doctor, scientific people making some kind of medicine that might use one of these ingredients. Like we're not saying drink Lysol. Like the media says drink Lysol because they want someone to go do it so they could blame it on Trump. But (laughs) they, I honestly, they do. They do. It's because that's really what happened with the uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same story as that. I remember that too. I was telling someone that like, this is hydroxychloroquine like all over again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what's really weird is the hydroxychloroquine, controversy is insane mm-hmm. right like donald trump mentions that there's you know there's some science that shows this might be helpful and i basically i compiled a list of anecdotal evidence 
uh, doctors who say we found great results with this. And I actually sent it to my friend who's a researcher who's, this is really crazy. Uh, this was my best friend in college, which was really weird. He's now like a scientist. Mm-hmm. He's worked with um, coronavirus in the lab. And he's actually worked, I think, separately with um, hydroxychloroquine in the lab. So he's actually an expert on this stuff. Okay. I'm going to have him come on the show. We're going to talk about it. But he didn't know about all this anecdotal evidence with the hydroxychloroquine. So I sent him all of these articles. So we're going to, I'm going to bring him on the show and talk about that. That would be cool. Yeah. I want to yeah, hear about that. Yeah. But so too. I went through and I looked at all this stuff and it really looks like hydroxychloroquine either works or it somehow is helping. Mm-hmm. Right. And for the media to just dismiss that because Trump talked about it once is so destructive. It's sure. so delusional and crazy. I, it just it baffles me because yeah. I understand not liking Trump, but you could potentially be killing people because you don't want Trump to be right about something. Yeah, and they're and the the worst part about that is the irony of it because they're like, oh, Trump's suggesting something something that'll kill people, and it's like, <laughs> well, no, maybe you're suggesting him suggesting something to kill people is going to kill people. Okay, that's got that got convoluted. I've seen the media do some crazy stuff with Trump. You know, like they got mad at him for eating his steaks well done. Mm-hmm. God forbid somebody cooks their meat through. There's the two yeah. scoops one where he, he got two scoops of ice cream. They talked and about everybody it. else only got one. <laughs> that was I a remember. new story. That was a new story. That was really early. <laughs> I was just like, I was, that one cracked me up because I, I thought of that again because Nancy Pelosi just had an ice cream That's story. Right. And her big she ice has cream like gate. 100 pints of $30 ice cream in her $20,000 freezer. But uh, right, Trump yeah. got two scoops for dinner one night and uh, more on that at five. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. actually last night I went to go see my great aunt Pauline, right? Is my dad's aunt um, who's still alive. She's in her 90s. Um, and uh, I called her up. I was in Huntington Beach and I said, hey, I'm in Huntington. Can I, I come see you? I know there's coronavirus. You might be you might not want to see me. She was like, no, come over. So I brought Valeria and uh, Valeria loved her, you know. Nice. But at the, by, when we were leaving, she goes, hey, by the way, you all that ice cream in Nancy Pelosi's freezer. I have the same ice cream. <laughs> I was like, I guess all rich old ladies have the same ice cream. She's like, yes, <laughs> it's a California thing. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. I bet it was good. Did you try it? I didn't know we were leaving, but uh, oh, yeah. You're I should have. You got to watch your figure. Yeah, I am dieting because <laughs> I got fat doing YouTube. Did you find that you got fatter after you started doing YouTube full time? Uh, no, I think I, my, I'm in perfect shape. My body's excellent. <laughs> my wife loves me. I'm happy with it. I'm the way yeah, I'm I got fat, man. <laughs> no, it's a it's it's true. It's a sedentary lifestyle. You know, you gotta it's you gotta really work sedentary. in some workouts or just some light exercise when you can. But damn, you know, it's hard because I'm working in the office here every day, busted ass. So it's hard. yeah, me too. I'm gonna get an editor. I think I'm gonna hire an editor. Hey man, um, hit our, me up. I might be out of a job by the end of summer, so I could maybe be your editor. <laughs> hey, no problem. Man. YouTube's been um, shutting me down, so you know how that goes. I, I don't think so. I think you're going to be around for a long time, my friend. Uh, we can't lose no bullshit. Brooks Hedley. Yeah, there's too much on the line this year. That's why I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for talking to me. Give me this chance to talk to some new people. Um, yeah, this year we got this election coming up. We got to stick together. We got to be strong. We got to 
support both of our channels, support the right narrative in the press, get this conservative movement up to the next level, because God forbid someone like Biden wins. <laughs> I don't think there's too much of a chance of that, but you never know. I mean, you gotta be, you, we got to be excited about going out to vote. Are there any other press corps related observations that you would like to express? We talked about how Trump is like this, he's like the principal at some like, some like urban high school or something he's got like all these people like <laughs> like those movies from the 80s yeah he's like trying yeah. to get this sh together he's like do you guys want this country to run right or what like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing like shannon shannon you shouldn't be pregnant you're 16 shannon and then like jim acosta's throwing paper airplanes up at him and stuff and he's that's why <laughs> that's why he has to be like quiet 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's this cartoon recently that I saw, which was like um, a nurse, and she ha she's talking to a patient who has coronavirus, and she goes, "Listen, we have something called hydroxychloroquine. It'll save your life, but you know, on the flip side of that, you're going to prove Trump right." So, like, the patient has to make this difficult decision. Oh God, what I can just I see that, that that meme of that guy sweating. He's like trying to press one of those buttons. It's like, do I yeah, say yeah, my I know. or do I prove Trump right? Like, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. seriously though. I bet you there's a lot of radicals out there on the left that would totally do that. Choose to die, right? Die for Instead the cause. Prove Trump right. Yeah, for real. All right, everybody. So if you're not subscribed to No Bullshit, I know it's a very provocative title. Please do so. Uh, honestly, like, I don't have a ton of time to watch conservative analysis, like the stuff that I do anymore, because I'm usually busy doing research and making my own videos. But one of the few channels that I watch religiously and I absolutely love is Brooke. Ha and this is absolutely true. This is absolutely, I'm not saying this just for the show, man. Uh, I watch your show, no bullshit, as often as you put a video out, because your stuff is excellent. And I'm always irritated that you come up with better ideas than me. <laughs> <laughs> I try, man. I try. I've been going at it for a while. I appreciate that's a really, really, it makes me feel good, dude, because I try my best. I put out videos almost every day. I'm working on some new stuff, too. So anyone that's interested, definitely check it out. And yeah, we're just going to keep grinding. We're talking about the news. We're talking about pop culture. You know, one thing that you're able to do is this movie analysis stuff. Anytime I put up a movie analysis, people are like not interested. But I love you're able to do it and you get a lot of views on that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been blessed. You know, I have a lot of different wider variety of topics, actually much wider than some will admit. Like the, people act like I just talk about Trump every day or something, but <laughs> I have like videos, I have a whole series of reviewing South Park episodes and those tie in really well <laughs> because they're always commenting on political events they're much more conservative than people think they are yeah i mean they're they're right in line with a lot of current events and some of their stuff you know going through it is a lot of fun those videos do well um, i've talked about movies too like you mentioned um, sometimes i'll just reference something someone said like we've got dumb actors running around like brie larson <laughs> captain marvel saga from last you love year. doing brie larson <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's just an example, but she hasn't come up in a while. But, you know, we yeah. talk about actors. They've got a lot of things to say about politics. Then we talk about movies, uh, fun stuff, you know, just whatever, whatever makes, whatever has, gets the views. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, brother. Well, watch No Bullshit. Subscribe to his channel. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a hell of a lot of fun. I'm going to cut this together. We're going to have a beautiful episode here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> okay, thanks so much, man. 
All right, we got it. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves.